Joining us now is Emily Swallow. She is on the, of course, season three of The Mandalorian. It is the most watched premiere in the history of Disney+. And Emily, how are you? I'm phenomenal. Thank you. I, I didn't know that it was the most watched premiere. That's pretty cool. It is massive. Uh, we're talking something like 83 million people in the first 24 hours. It's ridiculous. <laughs> pretty cool show. I kind of like it. it it's uh, one of the most popular things. Of course, people love Star Wars. For you, did you grow up on Star Wars? Have you always been a Star Wars fan? Or was this just a, a job that came up that you jumped on? Uh, I have, I mean, there was never a time in my life when there wasn't Star Wars. I I grew up around the time when the first three movies were coming out and Ewoks were always my jam. I remember, I guess, seeing the, the Ewoks movies and then, and then just constantly wanting to play Ewoks adventures in my backyard. And of course, you know, Princess Leia was one of my heroes and I wanted to have the Princess Leia hair and she was always such a badass and so I I just Star Wars always just existed you know it was Mm -hmm. part of the world Um, but once I got cast in this and and I did just audition for this as I would audition for anything else there wasn't anything that I sought out about it Um, once I, I got cast in this I realized how little I knew about Star Wars because I had not delved into uh, the animated series or anything like that. So I definitely had to have a crash course in Mandalorian culture and in digging more deeply into all of the, the canon. Well, is your character one that has a lot of the history from the past as well, or is this a new character for the show? Well, she is a new character, which is so much fun because I, I love getting to create something new and not worrying about you know whether i'm not living up to whether or not i'm living up to the fans expectations Mm -hmm. um but she is connected to things that that we already know about with the mandalorians and with things that we've already learned in clone wars and and um you know things that have already been established so i i have did have to research that and make sure that i was i was keeping up with that stuff I was talking to uh, several uh, fans who follow this stuff very closely. And I'm a fan of the show, but like I'm not not absorbed in the lore way people are. But people just yes. love they love your character. They love your acerbic nature and the way you're inventing this character. Oh, thank you for saying so. Talk about finding the character and tra- finding the voice for this. Well, when I went into the audition, I I had remarkably little to go on. It, I was just told that she was. Um, a zen-like leader of a group of people in hiding and um and of course i had no script i had no no real information because when you're auditioning for something that is very secretive they they give you as little as possible Mm -hmm. um and i knew that she was masked and um and so i i had the sense that uh, that she was somebody who was let you know led with great patience that she was probably pretty still pretty grounded um and in the audition i was asked to do the scenes with a a british dialect mostly just because they were seeing a lot of british actors at the time um that wasn't really a character choice at the moment i don't think it was more just a practical thing because of the other other people who were auditioning but then we decided to keep that because uh, it set her apart from the other characters. And so I'm not doing any specific British dialect. It's sort of a British-ish 
um, you know, sort of heightened speech. And it's it's nice that it does elevate her and, and make her just a little bit different. But I have found it tremendously helpful to keep her pretty still so that then when she does need to strike, as she does at the end of season one, um, when the stormtroopers try her patience just a little too much, it really has an impact. And mm. I do love that about her, that she is a, a leader who who leads um, with a lot of trust, I think. You know, mm. she's not, even though she's she's leading these people who have been scattered, who are in hiding, who have a lot of cards stacked against them. I think that she is willing to be patient. She's willing to have faith. She is um, willing to play the long game and not to grasp. Um, and it's really such a gift to get to inhabit somebody like that. It's, it, it calms me down a lot. I love hmm. the days that I get to be on set and kind of live in her physicality because it really, it's really grounding for me. That's something that uh, some of the fans were asking you about is how much time you're spending on set in your mask and how much of that you're doing with just a voice, just voice work. Oh, no, it's, it's all me, except oh, wow. for the, the stunt work that I'm not trained to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's always me in the, in the suit. Um, and we record the voice while we're shooting. And, um, I love it. I, I love the, the experience of getting to find her and getting to explore that. And, and just, I mean, come on, getting to hang out on a Star Wars set and see all the cool stuff that they, all the cool technology that they have. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a little kid transported back to my backyard playing Ewoks again, except that my backyard is way cooler when I'm going to this set. (laughs) Talk about your fellow cast members. What's that like for you on set with working with these folks? Oh my goodness. It's a dream. Everybody, first of all, everyone that, that they have assembled is just at the top of their game. Everyone in the cast, everyone on every aspect of the design team, everyone in the crew is so incredibly talented and so incredibly generous and collaborative. There's no big egos. Everyone cares so deeply about what we're doing. And everybody seems to also just have that sparkle in their eye of being a little kid who loves star Wars. Mm. And, um, and one of the things that is vital is that everyone stay connected to the story. And we're all, very communicative about that. And I think that that starts with John. He's there pretty much every morning, making sure that no matter what great technical feat we're trying to accomplish that day, um, that everyone knows what the story is that we're focused on for the day. And that's vital because as you know, there's plenty that can be accomplished these days in movie and television in terms of flashy spectacle. But if you don't have the character's story in at the top of your mind, um, it kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the reasons that people have connected to Star Wars consistently over the years is that this this hero's journey and the the real humanity of these characters is always kept at the front. Mm. And we need that or else we don't really care what kind of flashy thing we're seeing on the screen. Um, and my fellow actors are all just so generous and so giving and so much fun. I mean, and, awesome. and the Mandalorians, when we're in our helmets mm-hmm. and we can't see anything and we're wandering around that set, it's ridiculous. And so there's plenty of 
There's plenty of laughter that's happening <laughs> even in the middle of a very serious scene. Well, Emily, we're about out of time, but I just wanted to tell you that uh, you also have a very special place in my heart because uh, my mom's favorite show before she passed away was The Mentalist. She watched it oh. just about every day. And I'm I'm rewatching it now, uh, in on her you know in her honor, and it's just uh, so. Thank you so much for that as well. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. That really means a lot to hear that. Well, you have a good day, and of course, The Mandalorian incredibly successful. Hopefully, you get to keep doing this for in the Star Wars universe for a very long time. Now, from your lips. <laughs> 